Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Fitness podcast. It is hosted by me, Thomas Fowler. I will be interviewing a wide variety of guests. We will look to cover health, fitness, mindset, mental health. We'll keep it light-hearted and we'll try to understand the stigma that we still see around mental health and how we can look to break it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. And don't forget to throw it on your Instagram, show some love. And with that in mind, let's get on to today's show. Okay, so ladies and gents, thank you for coming back to another episode. I'm joined today with a pain coach. He <laughs> is, well, he's a legend. He's <laughs> He has an Instagram page called Happiness in Movement, and we kind of, I think we've kind of reached out together, and we've got quite yeah, a lot in common. Definitely. Um, so I wanted to get him on the pod today to kind of talk about his journey, and there's one of his episodes of his podcast I really want to touch in. So mm. less of me rambling on. Chris, <laughs> welcome to today's show. <laughs> I am that. Um, so yeah. I did ramble a little bit there, didn't I, to be fair? It's all right. I like a good intro. <laughs> Less for me to do now, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, now I've sold you. Come and introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, hi, guys. My name's Chris. I'm a physiotherapist and a pain coach. Um, so pain coaching is pretty much physiotherapy, but thinking more longer-term management type stuff and helping people live well. Um Happiness in Movement, I set up about three years ago, and it was originally just a place where I sort of discussed my mental health because I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression, and it was just about how I was dealing with that, really, and what I was going through, and just connecting with people, really, and then since then, I've kind of started making my own content and connecting with people, starting a podcast, and I've got a, an online physio clinic now, which is cool, so yeah, it's it's done a lot of things over the years but it's taking some shape now so that's good and to be fair and all of that being molded inside of you know three years is pretty impressive yeah i mean i keep trying to do a lot of stuff at the same time i don't know if it's the right way to go about it but (laughs) (laughs) something will happen eventually so we'll keep going (laughs) just kind of keep throwing them darts out there hoping something will stick (laughs) quantity over quality Oh, I love it. So, so if we go back to sort of like three years ago, then when you first mm. started the page, I mean, yeah. and was it three years ago that you were told you were suffering with anxiety and depression? No. So three, three years ago, that was, it was just after I'd left university and it was kind of like when I was into my working life as a physio, but I got diagnosed at the end of my second year in uni. So it will have been about 2016, I think, something like that. Right. Okay. Um, I had, I had struggled with stuff over the years, but not really recognised it as anxiety or depression. I thought mm. it was just, you know, me being a bit, bit of a pussy and a bit weak. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought, ah, oh, I've just got to get on with it. But it wasn't until I kind of had more of an appreciation for healthcare and stuff like that, that I started realising what was going on. And mm. I had some people around me that sort of shared some concerns. And it was like, all right, I'll, I'll go to the doctor and see what crack is. And went from there, really. I had a bit of a meltdown and then up and down and generally up since. So it does get better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it, it, it's actually quite nice to, to hear you say that you had people around you that, that spotted the signs as well. Mm, that were uh, a big one for me. Yeah, so are you happy to talk about that? 
Yeah, 100%. So it was um, the girl that I'm now engaged to. So uh, we started seeing each other around the start of third year. And yeah, she she just noticed that I was getting a lot more worked up than usual about smaller things. And I wasn't keeping on top of things as I normally would because I was, I was really organized at uni and like I was stressed, but I was really organized. Yeah. And it got to the point where I wasn't. And it was like, are you, are you sure there might not be something where this isn't just stress? Maybe you're feeling anxious and... Mm you know you're worrying a lot and it was like yeah fair play like it does feel different to just being a bit stressed so I was yeah. like I'll I'll go talk to the doctor and yeah when, when I first went in um it was a bit of a weird one because like I went in and had a bit of a breakdown and said that I'd been feeling really stressed and anxious and a bit worried and then I don't, I don't know if you'll have filled these out yourself but they get you to fill out a questionnaire that's kind of about anxious symptoms and there's another questionnaire that's about depressive symptoms right. and I scored like top end on both of them and even doctor went you don't seem depressed and I was like no no I'm definitely not <laughs> <laughs> I went back a week later and I was like what are those tablets again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. mad even the doctors sort of there and then turn around like yeah because it was it was weird because like the only thing that I was mentioned I didn't I didn't say anything about like low mood or sort of feeling hopeless or not enjoying things anymore I didn't mention any of that typical stuff because I thought the reason I was going was because I was getting less organized and stressed and I was like I need to I need to sort myself out I didn't realize there was stuff that was actually kind of going on under the surface really but yeah I'm definitely glad I went been That's multiple really... multiple times since but yeah if i hadn't gone that first time none of it would have happened so and it's a, it takes a lot of courage to to go so time. tough yeah it's so tough because you're not you're not just going because you think there might be something wrong you you're also going against what a lot of people would tell you to do you know and yeah. there as, as much as people are talking more about these things now there is still a massive sort of pressure from just wider society about get on with it yeah, keep, and, keep your head down, shut up. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, it, it's no disrespect to that generation, but it, it's the older generation. Yeah, they they don't they don't really appreciate it that much. No, I think it's it's not something that was really spoken about for them. You know, they've 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 and again because of how they were raised, it was very much like you you get a job and you work and you earn a living, and it's like we do have to do those things, but there's a softer approach to it. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's a bit more of a helpful one. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, <laughs> men cry. Yeah, <laughs> like, all the time. Listen, <laughs> we cry <laughs> all the time. A couple of days ago, I had a good cry, <laughs> and it's why good. not. Yeah, I'm, I've literally made a post about this. I haven't posted it yet, but it's about the benefits of crying. And if you want to get sciency on it, like it's good for you to cry. It's needed. Oh, 100%. Like it does things that are good for you. Like to be fair, this is, I think this is quite funny. So, like me and my wife will watch something. She'll get really mm. into it. Yeah, she'll she'll naturally just she'll have a little cry, even mm. if it's like Coronation Street or something. She'll have a little cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I tend to watch that, I I don't really get like that invested into it. So my emotions will like follow through. Mm. But we, um, we recently finished watching uh, Suits. Oh yeah. And for anyone that hasn't seen the ending, basically like two main characters basically get married. And as they were doing their their wedding dance, I just burst into tears. (laughs) (laughs) But she was just like, Stonewall. Yeah, I was like, how are you not crying? (laughs) This is the best bit ever. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm a massive fan. You know, wear your heart on your sleeve. Be true definitely. to your emotions. Definitely, I've I've definitely learned over the years that repressing any kind of emotion doesn't do you any good. Yeah. You know, and that, that that even counts for more positive emotions, like hiding hiding excitement or hiding joy when you succeed in things because yeah. you don't want to sort of put other people down and stuff like that. Like, just feel what you need to feel. Like, there's a reason that we can feel all that stuff and interpret all that stuff. It's because we're allowed to and we need to and it's healthy to. Yeah, it, it really is. And to be fair, I, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. And I know they'll probably end up listening and they'll know who it is. Mm. Um <laughs> But they, they, they've had some amazing news over the last couple of days and they just didn't know how to process it. Yeah. And they said, you know, I don't know if I feel happy. Mm. Like, okay, how do you actually feel? Yeah. You know, they said, well, I feel kind of numb, mm. like anxious, but kind of a little bit excited. I'm like, that's fine. Like, yeah. how you feel in this moment, it is perfectly okay. Yeah. That's 100% what you need to feel right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to go do cartwheels around your garden, do it. Record it. Yeah. <laughs> For the gram. <laughs> <laughs> like and share. <laughs> tag, tag, tag. <laughs> so to be fair, with, with Instagram, it's such a massive platform and yeah. there's so much positive but with it obviously can come a lot of negativity yeah i've unfortunately experienced a few people throw some shade my way Mm. is that anything that you've ever had to experience um surprisingly not you know to say that i've been doing it for three years as well i thought i would have maybe had a little bit more sort of conflict at some point but I don't know if that's just because I've not got very good engagement on my posts or what. I don't know if it's just because people aren't seeing it and kicking off, but no, generally I've only had people sort of share positive things with me about it. I've not had any sort of trolling or anything like that, which it's been good, but I suppose me being a fairly anxious person, I always think, oh, well, they're probably just not saying it directly to me, but... Yeah. You know, like not all your followers are necessarily fans. Some people like having a laugh and taking piss out of you, but yeah. that's fine as well. That's yeah. it. You know, and if, if that's what helps get them through their day, yeah, go for it. As long as it, cool. as long yeah. as it's not hurting people, go yeah, for it. Yeah, that's it. 100%. <laughs> um, obviously, I touched on before. You've got your own podcast. Yeah, there was a specific episode that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So before I bring that episode up, do you want yeah. to sort of let everyone know? what your podcast is, what it's about, where they can Yeah. So, I mean, I'm doing season two at the minute, which is more like this, where I'm interviewing and talking with people and just sort of sharing some stories and ideas and things like that. But the first season, when I decided to create that, I thought I wanted to sort of get back to a bit of this creative flair that I had when I was younger, because... Something I definitely learned through my mental illness is like I didn't look after me in a child that much at all anymore. And I don't think I ever really did. Um, yeah. So I always used to love reading and writing and I used the podcast as a way to kind of go back to that. So yeah. um, I've written a couple of stories and I think I know you're asking about the cat, I think. So yeah, yeah there, was, there was a couple of episodes that I wrote that were more like stories and a bit more poetic. And mm-hmm. it was just me doing readings of those really. And it was just to sort of put mental health in a bit of a different light so people could yeah. 
learn about it in a way that's maybe a bit less intimidating if they don't already know and a bit less sort of clinical than looking on NHS and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to sort of share and create in a bit of a different way to what I'd just been doing recently. And, yeah, I enjoyed it, to be fair. I'll probably do more episodes like that in the future. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, just working away for now. Um, and, it's, and what's the podcast called? Oh, it's literally just a happiness in movement podcast. I've not been very original. <laughs> I was yeah. like, how do I turn that into a title? <laughs> just slap the word podcast on it. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, mate. Mind your fitness podcast. <laughs> I'll let myself out. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the episode that I want to talk about, uh, A Cat in the Wood. Yeah. Now, I had, like, I'm cars on the table here. Like, I don't honestly think I've listened to a podcast for, like, probably at all that I think mm. it's kind of touched me in a way that that episode did. Wow. So I have to be honest, I like, I binge listen to everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I just got so invested in that story. Mm. And I just felt like there was so much that I resonated to. And yeah. I literally just stopped everything that I was doing. Yeah. And I just like gave a hundred percent focus and attention oh, class. to that Thank episode. And I honestly recommend every single person that listens to this, I'm going to put it in my show notes anyway, that you listen to that episode. So they're all probably thinking now, Tom, what are you actually going on? <laughs> what is this story? <laughs> so, no pressure. Yeah. So, a Cat in the Wood. Talk us through it. So A Cat in the Woods is basically a story about a, a man that lives with depression and he wakes up to go for a walk one day and when he's out in the woods on his walk he meets this little ginger cat um, and it's it's somewhere between sort of a normal story and a kid's story but the cat can talk and they just end up having a really sort of frank conversation about his depression and they don't ever talk about it as though it is depression they just talk about the symptoms he's experiencing and what he's going through and as the conversation changes, like the story changes, the tone changes, and it's it's just about how we can maybe approach conversations with people that are struggling with their mental health in a bit of a different way. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a brief summary without ruining too much of it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a quicker episode. It is definitely just a, a short story, but yeah, I enjoyed writing that one to be fair. It was good. Yeah, I, th- I think it was around about sort of 10, 15 minutes Yeah, something like that. It's a shortish one. But yeah, it's, I, I would highly recommend anyone to listen to that. And I, I think I reached out to you pretty much straight after. Straight it. away, yeah. <laughs> like, I think kids would really, really benefit from mm. from listening to it because, like you said, like it's it's kind of like the the inner child and like yeah. The adult. But I think no matter what audience listens to it, they mm. can engage to it. So yeah, I mean full credit for that <laughs> it's, it's, def- it's definitely it's definitely one that i got a bit more feedback on because mm. it was it was the first time i'd done something kind of that creative i think from a, yeah like a, a writing perspective i hadn't done anything like that up until that point um and i think especially because i'd like spoken it all as well um i think a few people reached out to be fair that i hadn't spoken to in a while so i did listen to it so yeah it went nice i'm definitely planning on doing more of those um because I've, I've always wanted to do a lot of writing but yeah. I just focused on a lot of other stuff for a while so um, yeah and, uh, 
Did it kind of take to it? Yeah, definitely. Did it bring you out of your comfort zone a little bit, or did you kind of feel? I'm really comfortable doing that stuff. Like, like honestly, when I was at school, I used to just read and write for fun. Like, I loved yeah. English and history and stuff like that, and not so much the sort of. <laughs> My Siri just went off. <laughs> I've got you set as a South African guy. Went, what can I help you with? <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> They're listening. Big brother, they're listening. <laughs> oh, what were we talking about? So you were saying when you were in school, you you were like just yeah, yeah. So I, I always used to love writing stories, and I'd always be like reading a book. Like I went through all the Harry Potter books multiple times as a kid. I, I read so much. I just had like massive bookshelf full and yeah it was it was a really comfortable thing to go back to I think it was it was a really nice thing for me to do and like the experience of writing again felt really natural and then reading it out I just did it in the one take as well I just sat down with my laptop and read it and yeah it just felt it felt really good to do that one um and I think maybe maybe a little bit of confidence lacking is why I haven't done more of them because it isn't as standard a thing to do like it's not exactly a standard podcast thing to do yeah. and especially like you know a young lad reading a children's story about depression it's a little bit little bit out there compared to some of the other stuff I do but I, I really enjoyed it so it's definitely something I'm wanting to embrace more going forward yeah. it's just you know it's trying to balance it among everything else isn't it yeah definitely and you know I'm a massive believer of if one well one if it makes you happy mm. double down on it because life is about living and if it makes you happy yeah, Crack on, Cheers it. do it, yeah. And if you're getting positive feedback, mm. like from other people as well, yeah, yeah, then you know, you know it's making a difference. Mm. You know, Even I'm, if it's only resonating with those few people, it's it's got somewhere it. and it's done something. Yeah, but you know, it's that kind of domino effect. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you know, it'll resonate with one, and then you know, they'll pass it on, and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think. Keep keep doing them. Keep doing it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, yeah. might be a career in there somewhere. You know, I was about to say, you know, you might even get a certain publisher. They they have a small bird as their logo. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Is it? I'm like, is it? Is it a penguin? Or penguin? <laughs> I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I was like, penguin. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, they're a biscuit. <laughs> you have to love the jokes on them. I oh, know I still do. I love a cheesy joke. Yeah. Have you got one on the top of your head? Oh, yeah, but I don't know. Well, yeah. Go on. Yeah, let's go for it. What kind of bees make milk? <laughs> Boobies. Yeah, that's my go-to joke. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I've got a... I know, I don't even know if it's appropriate, but I've said it before Hit me. on another episode. Uh, what do you call a lesbian dinosaur? <laughs> Go on, lick a lot of person. <laughs> so sounds like, the, sounds like the ninth instalment of the Sharknado movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be fair, they'd probably make a Fast and Furious. <laughs> nah, nah. They lick a lot of person. <laughs> well, There's about twelve of them. They've gone too far. Oh no. they used to be so good (laughs) i know yeah so so if we kind of look forward then you know Mm. the next let's say the next 12 months Mm. because you know no one has a flipping clue what's going to happen 
Yeah. What what realistically, you know, have you what are you looking forward to, I guess, in the next twelve months? Mm. So me and my fiance, we're planning on doing a lot of sort of wild camping um over the next year, which I know it's not technically legal, but you know, I need to get out and do something, so <laughs> uh, we won't be leaving any fires or mess. So, yeah, we're, we're just wanting to get out because we, we really love hang- hiking. And I used to go camping quite a lot as a kid. And I just think it's such a different thing to do compared to going on holiday. And it's it's something where we'll get to combine a lot of stuff like exploring, being out in nature. It's just going to be a good thing for both of us, mental health. And, you know, it's just a fun thing for us to go do. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to planning a lot of trips doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a cool one. I've not done proper wild camping before, other than when I did like my my Duke of Edinburgh. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good to get out and do some proper stuff, like just the two of us out for a few days and stuff. It'll be it'll be class. Literally, just find a bit of grass and like yeah, stick yeah, just there. go <laughs> yeah, just end up over at Mars somewhere, see where we end up. <laughs> oh, that's class. Yeah. So, as you said, you like hiking and obviously mm. the impact it's having on your mental health. Yeah. Is that something that you recently discovered or is it something that you've followed on since your Duke of Edinburgh? Um, no, I think I always enjoyed it and that's why the Duke of Edinburgh kind of excuse me, took my interest. Um, yeah. I really liked doing it at that point and I've always kind of kept up to nature walks ever since. Um, but obviously, especially with lockdown, like I know a lot of other people have started getting into that now. Like we've we've done a lot more of it, less so in this recent lockdown, but... We've, we've done a lot of walking and been to a lot of new places, which has been really nice. And um, it's just, yeah, it's an, it's an antidepressant in itself, really, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Just be, being out in nature for a few hours, nothing oh, else going on. Like, it just takes away all the symptoms and pressures for me. It literally does. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but like, if you see a big pile of leaves, you just either want to go and kick it. <laughs> 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 it yeah, literally. So you said that you haven't been out, that, you know, that much this lockdown in comparison. Yeah. Is that, like, why is that? I don't even know. I think I'm just getting sick of it all. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've not had that motivation as much. Like, it was, it was something that I was doing every day as a bit of a habit at one point, and it got to the point where it didn't feel like effortful. It was just, oh, I thought for my walk now. And yeah. I think over, over over the last few weeks, I think I've just sort of lost that a little bit. And mm. like, I've, I've still been trying to go out when I can and making time for that sort of stuff. But yeah, I've, I've definitely been spending a bit more time just sort of lazing around last last couple of weeks. But I've, I've kind of felt like I needed that as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, if, 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 if your body's telling you to mm. sit back and relax, yeah, you just got to listen to it. Yeah, but you, you know, I think we we we, 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 we we spoke. I think actually we had a bit of a chat that morning, didn't we? And I I just ran out of steam, and yeah. I was just a bit like, oh, everything's shit now. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna spend a a week or so just sort of letting myself be lazy and feel shit, and yeah. starting to kind of come out of it now. So that's that's kind of what we what we have to do sometimes, just embrace that rest and recovery time. A hundred percent. And you know, people always think that you have to be positive and you have to be this smiley face 100% of the time and like if you, if you genuinely are like tell me teach me how in it because where are you from literally like <laughs> what what mountain are you living on yeah, I'm sure where's your are, water coming from <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure there are monks somewhere out there that are living that life yeah. but you know for the day to day person mm. you're going to have highs and lows you're going to have yeah. sleepless nights you know Oh, stuff that makes you feel shit. 
Yeah, like we've had our youngest up for the last couple of nights, just mm. wants to wake up. And yeah. that's cool. Like everyone in the house is now knackered. But, yeah. Uh, like there are times throughout the day where I'm miserable and grumpy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's normal, like isn't it? There's and there's so much pressure from people, like you have to be positive. You have Definitely. To like, Definitely. No, you've just gotta be you. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. Like, like we were saying, repressing emotions—it just doesn't do you any good. And like, pretending that you're not sad doesn't make you feel less sad. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, you just feel worse because it's like, <clears throat> oh, I'm also pressuring myself to not feel this way. And it's like, why am I feeling this way? And it's like, if you just let yourself feel sad for five, ten minutes, it'll probably start going away. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like it eases. <clears throat> one, one of the final sort of questions I want to ask you, and I watched it on your Instagram, and I missed them. Mm. Fucking, I was howling. <laughs> so it was one of your posts you did on uh, meditation. Oh yeah. So you were sort of sat there and you trying to clear your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, where's my passport? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how did you come into meditation? You know, is it something that you still practice now? Yeah. So like, how how did all that come about? originally i think it was it was around the time that i started the page actually i got referred to like a an in-house therapy guy at work um and he sort of we, we didn't have the best results from what therapy is but yeah. <laughs> uh, he he kind of turned me towards mindfulness and stuff like that and i think at the time i wasn't really ready to embrace it in the right way and i didn't yeah. do it correctly but it's something that i've stuck with over time and I've used like headspace and calm and stuff like that. And I'm doing a mindfulness diploma so that I can start like teaching it to people as well. And okay. um, cause I've just found it so useful in maintaining my mental wellbeing. And mm. um, until you kind of get used to it, you don't really see the benefits. It's a proper skill. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that turns a lot of people off from it is that it'll probably piss you off the first few times that you do it because you, you realize how hard it is to just sit still and breathe for five minutes because we don't ever do it. No. It's like we're constantly doing something or we've got TV stimulating us or there's, yeah. there's something going on. We don't ever just stop and chill. Yeah. And teaching yourself to be able to do that is actually really difficult to start off with. But I think that kind of indicates that, you know, your mind's running pretty quickly and there's a lot going on upstairs. Yeah. And that's almost a sign that like, maybe you need to be doing that. I've, I've heard this quote somewhere. It's um, if, if you can't find 30 minutes to meditate, put aside an hour. And it's like, it probably says that you need it more. If yeah. anything, if you're that busy that you can't find time to sit for five, 10 minutes and not do anything, maybe you need to be making some time for that. Yeah, definitely. Just decluttering a little bit. Not everyone needs to, you know, some people function really well being yeah. that busy and that's absolutely fine but people that feel like they get overwhelmed by these things not even necessarily to a, a mental illness point of view but people that just feel like things are getting on top of them yeah. sometimes taking a bit of time to not engage with any of it is better than chasing it all and trying to get it all sorted 100 percent. and to be fair i recently read a book called um the monk who sold his um, ferrari right never heard of it no i haven't so I'd, to be fair i'd really recommend it like, yeah yeah it's it's a it's out there, mm. but I think if you can look at like the broad picture of it, it's amazing. Yeah. But one of the the quotes in there were sort of similar to yourself. Like, if you need half an hour, no, if you can't make thirty minutes for yourself, you probably need mm. an hour. Mm. The one of the analogies there, <clears throat> excuse me, was it'd be like driving your car nonstop and not having time. To mm. it's like yeah. 
okay, yeah. When you put it in another context, yeah, and it's more applicable. Yeah, mm. or you know, for, I guess more relevant to people now. Like if you don't back up your work or you don't back yep. up your computer or something, mm. and then a month down the line maybe you lose all of that work, and it's like. Mm. If you just took a couple of minutes to, to back up your files to start it, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in the pain you're in now. <laughs> yeah, and I think Did, dealing way, with things at the time, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Mm. But then again, it kind of goes sort of full circle because, as we said, sort of at, towards the start of the, today's episode, if you kind of suppress those feelings and mm. you don't sort of come to terms with it, it will it come just, back. Yeah, it comes back and it implodes. Yeah, always ends up presenting itself in some way. Yeah. Yeah, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, exactly. There's all there's. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't make time for it, it it's it's gonna get to a point where you've got to sort of lose time for it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's fair, kind of the best best way to go about it, dealing with emotional stuff. To be fair, it's like yeah. if you're feeling it at that time, let yourself deal with it at that time. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. And to be fair, I think that's a really nice way to sort of look to close today's episode. Mm. I, I kind of just want to invite you to leave anyone with any thought, final thoughts, words, mm. or, you know, where can they come and find you if they want some help or, you know, mm. whether it be through your physio network mm-hmm. or, you know, anything, sell yourself. Give us yeah. some final words. <laughs> some final words. <laughs> so I suppose a piece of advice for anyone that might be listening is whether you've got a mental illness or not, make some time to look after your mental well-being because not everyone has a mental illness, but we do all have mental health. So make sure you're, you're maintaining yours the same way you would your physical health. Um, another bit of a sell for me, if you need help with any sort of physical mental issues that you might be having, if you, if you feel like you need a mindful physio that can help, then head on over to my Instagram. to you and everyone else that's been listening please stay safe and of course mind your fitness stay safe and mind your fitness